This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie Hello, good morning and welcome to The Bottom Line, the programme for and about business on KCLR. I'm John Purcell. This morning on the programme, we hear from Rory Gannon from Cakeface about the new venture from this Kilkenny coffee and cake phenomenon. Joe Brown tells us about her Hackettstown-based perfume company, which is taking on the world. And I talk wine lists and business development with Richard Lowry from a Roy restaurant in Kilkenny. But first, on Thursday last, the newly reopened Avalon Inn in Castlecomer was the venue for a conference organised by Kilkenny Leader Partnership on the development of rural tourism. The conference room was packed with people from all over Kilkenny and a delegation from Slovenia, if you don't mind, who had come from Kilkenny to learn and exchange ideas with Kilkenny tourism industry. The conference heard from Falcha Ireland about their plans from Kilkenny Tourism on the work they do and lots of other interesting speakers and inputs. It was a really positive event in a fantastic new conference venue for North Kilkenny. I caught up with a number of business operators as the conference took a break. I started by talking to Gareth Alcorn of Nor Valley Farm outside Bennett's Bridge and I asked him how he was finding the day. Gareth Alcorn from Nor Valley Farm, you're here in Castlecomer today for this uh, tourism conference. What are your key takeaways so far today? Well, it's um, it's been great to see the positivity of tourism, how it's grown so far in uh, in Ireland as a whole and certainly in Kilkenny. Um, it was interesting listening to Nisha from uh, Kilkenny Tourism talking about, you know, the new website and the plans for uh, Taste the County and different things, you know. So, um, yeah, it's just exciting to see the different businesses and things and what they're doing. And little there's always little snippets that you can take away, you know, and maybe bring back to your own business to kind of see how you can improve. Always looking to improve. The B word Brexit hanging over here today, but just one of a range of challenges uh, faced by the tourism uh, sector. There was the change in VAT uh, and insurance. You spoke about insurance yourself earlier on. Tell us how that's impacting your business. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that was the question I was posing to Falsh Ireland. What's their plans, their strategy for for tackling this? It's a crisis, you know, an insurance crisis currently in Ireland, especially for the leisure industry. Um, we're we're being really hammered by um, insurance companies just fully pulling out of the market. Um, it's only by the grace of God we got insurance this year, and as it was, it you know it went up 150 percent. You know, and as small to medium businesses in Kilkenny, we just you know that's not affordable in the long run. You know, and 150 percent increase was that it, or did they put any further restrictions on you? And can you see it coming to a crunch point in the future for the industry? Yeah, I mean, there there was we had to get rid of some of our activities that had been insured for since the beginning of you know without any issues or accidents, you know, and um, jumped through a lot of hoops, you know, in terms of um, uh, changes we had to make to the business, which all cost money. Uh, it is it is going to come to crunch. It already has come to crunch. There's a lot of businesses going out of business currently and it's going to continue and you wait and see you know in the next six months you'll see a massive drop off of businesses as their premiums run out. Fall Charland spoke about undertaking a research and benchmarking exercise were you satisfied with that response to your question? To be honest no I mean that research has already been done we are the most expensive um, country in Europe for premiums currently and uh, the payouts the, the awards are the highest in Europe 
you know, their, their research and stuff that's already been researched. I'm hoping to talk to them and get a few more satisfactory answers than that. Uh, Con Fury, you're from Language Exchange Ireland, a business based in Thomastown. The name gives a clue, but give us some more detail about what your business does. Uh, we bring in Erasmus students from abroad, all EU students. They come to Ireland to improve their English and they do it through a voluntary work placement program and also we have a small language school in Thomastown as well. Um, so these students are coming grant aided from Europe. Um, they're looking for an experience in Ireland and uh, we are based throughout the southeast of Ireland in 10 different locations. Uh, our headquarters is Thomastown, but uh, we're based in 10 different locations around the southeast. And how's business for you? Business is going good at the moment. Uh, I've been fairly proactive for the last three years in marketing abroad. Um, with a pending Brexit, uh, we are the one business that's going to um, uh, gain from a, bre from a Brexit. Um, traditionally, a lot of our schools in the UK or sorry, in the, in the EU, would have gone to the UK for this service. Now they're looking for an alternative. And Erasmus is one of the areas where there's been a complete lack of clarity. Absolutely, and because nobody knows where they can spend their money, the Germans like to plan, they like to know what they're going to do for the next five, ten years, so they're not going to risk um, working with the UK in, in, in the future, short term or long term. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're gaining huge uh, market uh, share in Germany, Switzerland and Austria at the moment. And uh, you're here today at a tourism conference. Um, how do you see your business, which is a language school, tying in with tourism? Part of the whole experience, is that important to people that come uh, through you from Europe? Absolutely. Well, I'd categorise my business as an educational tourism experience. Um, they're coming here to improve their English, but the hospitality and the welcome in Ireland is an essential part of it, of our programme. Um, all our students stay in host families um, throughout the region, and the hospitality that they enjoy within a host family is a vital part, vital component of our business. And uh, you've been involved with Leader as well in the development of your business. Tell us about that. Absolutely. Um, the business is 10 years old this month, um, but on year three I uh, identified a need to be able to expand and uh, to have a scalable business. I approached Leader at the time and asked for funding to support a CRM system that would allow me to expand the business. Um, I was very fortunate in that I got 50% grant aid it, and uh, it got me over a hurdle which has allowed the business grow ever since so I'm very grateful for the support that I got from Leader. So you're one of those businesses that sees Brexit as an opportunity. Good to hear. Absolutely, and uh, it is. It's, 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 there's no doubt it's an opportunity for me. Um, just to give you an example, the night Theresa May had uh, the vote in Parliament um, when things were going downhill and we could all see it happening live, I got four inquiries alone that night from Germany, from disillusioned teachers going, what's going on over there? We want to deal with Ireland now. So uh, that was great. Every cloud. <laughs> Every cloud is a silver lining, thank God. Ken Walsh from Brandon Hill Camping in Greg Namana. Uh, you're here today looking at options to expand or looking to the future. Tell us about how you've been finding this conference. Yeah, the conference is great. Um, uh, I suppose along with all the good speakers, it's a great networking opportunity and just to meet other like-minded people and developing new ideas and bouncing things off people. So, You're a, a farm owner or a farmer uh, at your core business I suppose but you've, you, you're diversifying. Tell us about the journey to that and how long Brandon Hill Camping has been going. Yes, yeah, so um, we opened in June of 2018. Um, previously on the site uh, we had an intensive pig farm for um, over 40 years and um, so then when the 
the pigs went, uh, big business went, we had to look at diversifying and uh, we looked at glamping and camping. Um, and how's business since you started? Yeah, business has been great since when we opened in June of last year, so the sun just came out and it was fantastic. Um, you know, everyone was out camping, people were buying tents everywhere, looking for somewhere new to go and we were uh, a good location in Greg Namana there, scenic area, loads to do and people just start coming in the gate. And how do, how do you see the future potential? Is it something that you can see a lot of growth and further diversification from? Yeah, I, th- I think that, yeah, there's, a, there's loads of opportunities there. Um, Greg Namana being a kind of an outdoor tourism area, there's a lot of people looking for outdoor activity now. They seem to be kind of stepping back from the city breaks a bit more um, and kind of looking to kind of disconnect from their phones and tablets and kind of reconnect with their family a bit more. And, uh, you know, they're looking at options like ours, camping and glamping and, you know, sites all over the country similar. So people are trying to get back a bit more to nature. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice, www.onf.ie. Now, we've spoken on this programme many times about the explosion of coffee in Irish society and coffee and coffee shops and fine food has become a really important business story. And in Kilkenny, uh, an outlet that has only opened three years ago, outlet is the wrong word, uh, an establishment, we let the man himself explain it, but three years ago, Cakeface burst onto the scene, now uh, a fixture on the on the Irish and indeed the local uh, scene um, founded by Rory and Laura Gannon. Rory joins me in studio. Rory, how's it going? Fantastic. Thanks for having me in. Yeah, you're uh, expanding. We are. Yeah, we're very excited. We're, we're hoping to uh, open uh, a second outlet here in Kilkenny in, in hopefully the start of November sometime. So um, it's going to be on Kieran Street, so not too far away from, from Cakeface. And it's going to be, uh, I suppose we're going to strike out in a little bit of a different direction. Uh, we're going to move away from the desserts and pastries uh, to an extent and uh, concentrate on more lunch, brunch, uh, savoury uh, coffee, things like that. So I suppose what we're trying to do is open something that can complement Cakeface and uh, can bring something new to the food scene in Kilkenny. Yeah, and as I said, three years on the go, you've had a busy three years, two children, new business and expanding. Yeah, yeah, we've been flat out, but uh, yeah, we've been been loving every minute. We've we've the business in Kilkenny has is thankfully gone from strength to strength over the three years. We kind of we've learned a lot along the way, uh, made a lot of mistakes, but uh, we kind of this summer was by far our busiest summer yet. Kilkenny was, I think, bursting at the seams at, at parts of of July and August, so it was fantastic. And uh, yeah, we're kind of and we're also hungry to kind of keep building, keep moving in the right direction. So that's why the the new places come along. Yeah, but a fantastic response uh, to what you're doing. I remember seeing Nevin Maguire on his uh, Christmas special, I think, which was filmed yes. in Kilkenny, and he was absolutely raving about what you do. What is the ingredient for the success of Cakeface? I think when we started out, we kind of we we had worked out of Ireland for for a number of years, and we came back and we wanted just to to do something uh, something different, I suppose, something that had a little bit of a, a new twist uh, away from say traditional Irish desserts or, or or buns as they're more commonly known. So so what we do in cake faces, in one sense, is is very simple. Um, we we try and take I suppose tastes and flavors that that everybody knows and, and give them a little bit of a twist and 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 obviously then there's also having a variety and uh, I suppose a menu that is continually changing with the seasons and and bringing in stuff from 
from from local suppliers and local producers and trying to keep I, I suppose keep people interested because at the end of the day especially nowadays with as you talked about with the coffee industry exploding and the food industry people are, are constantly looking for new things and um, and I suppose exciting things <coughs> and exciting times for Kilkenny and exciting times for Irish town because I think it's fair to say that the opening of Cake Face and then the lab afterwards lifted that particular stretch of street but in the next 12 months or so the brew house in the in the Abbey Quarter coming online so really that part of town should really see a further uplift absolutely yeah we're, we're incredibly excited to see the guys starting work uh, in, inside in the Abbey Quarter and, and uh, it's it's we especially with the new bridge opening um, what was that in the last 18 months or so and that's obviously changed the dynamic of, of Irish Town already and then with all this new influx of well, obviously initially uh, workers but then obviously people that will will take up uh, residence in the offices in, in the, the new quarter will will add a whole dynamic I suppose bring bring that area of town well, we hope to life and and reconnect it, I suppose, with the with the city as a whole. Um, from talking to you before we began the the interview, I understand that when the face opens in in Cairn Street, your your number of employees will be in the region of twenty five. Did you see that on the horizon just three years ago? Absolutely not. I remember we when we came home first, we just did we were doing farmers markets, things like that. Myself and and Laura, and I remember when we opened. Uh, uh, cake face first uh, with with Willie, uh, one of my one of my best friends. That we we kind of had discussions about. You know, I'm not sure if we can make this work with three of us. It might be just the two of us, and and we'll see if we can keep the doors open. So, it was uh, certainly three years ago. We never thought we'd be where we are today. And what's the key to managing growth and unexpected demand? You know, because I'm sure that brings its own challenges. Yeah, I think it's it's. It's something that because in the end of the day we we had never worked front of house in cafes or restaurants before so it was a massive learning curve for us uh, to begin with and it's it's I think it's taking things step by step nearly if you even now would open the new place some days you sit down and when you start thinking of the whole the whole the challenge of it as a whole it can be sometimes a little bit overwhelming but when you start knocking things off one by one you get through them and it's amazing uh, how quickly time can go by and you all of a sudden figure things out and uh, you've you've gone a lot further than you ever thought you could have And but it's all about taking it uh, one step at a time I think And um, speaking of taking things one step at a time and big challenges uh, the whole climate issue uh, I, I was taken with a large poster in the window of Cake Face in Irish Town saying that you were closing the shop and taking part in the climate strike last week. What was the thinking behind that? Yeah, well, we 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 feel as 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 I suppose personally and, and as a, as a business feel very strongly about obviously uh, the climate crisis and uh, we with the staff and this was very much a staff dri- driven uh, initiative. The staff we met with all the guys and they kind of uh, came at us and said, you know, this strike is happening. Um, we want to be part of it. And then we absolutely decided as a cake face to, that it was the right thing to do to close down. And obviously in the week preceding it to try and advertise it as much as we could with and chat with our customers individually as they came in and, and the regulars and even just start the conversation. Like, you know, I think a lot of people sometimes get overwhelmed by the, the scale of the whole thing, whereas we're trying to bring it back to a local level and trying to get people talking on an individual level of what they can do. You know, just baby steps again, like everything in life and uh, trying to, I suppose, grow awareness. How's it been juggling keeping the show on the road with developing face and the whole new direction that you're taking that in? That must be a, a challenge, but also exciting. Yeah, well, I think it's, I suppose what's, I suppose it's got, got us 
here today is we we do get bored quickly, which is uh, which is a good thing, I suppose. What you need maybe as a, an entrepreneur or, or when you're in business. Uh, so we very quickly it was like the idea of of a new place of face probably started about eighteen months ago when we kind of we were only at that stage only about eighteen months into into cake face, but we kind of would start chatting about what we would do next and and i suppose it kind of it developed in various different directions and from chatting and meeting people and visiting other places and so it's something that we're, we're already talking about what we're going to do next like you know in the very early stages but it's kind of these things take time and then we move on to the project and but the, there's always something else in the pipeline how do you find kakenny as a place to do business has it been easy uh to to get to the stage that you're at yeah, well, I think there's there's a lot going for Kilkenny, you know, especially for a small business and, and, and people say as inexperienced as we were starting off, it, in the end of the day, it's not the, the biggest town in the world. Um, you can, it's probably a little bit more forgiving than say if you were to start something in somewhere like Dublin or even some of the other big cities, you, you're given a bit of space to, to learn some lessons. Um, the support from the, the local businesses, people like the Kilkenny Chamber, things like that is, 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 is very helpful and and even then i suppose it's any business even in a tourist town like kenny which obviously is is uh, makes there's a lot of uh, tourists that come through in the summer but it's all about the locals in the end of the day that that that's what keeps your doors open 12 months of the year so it's it's great to see we actually only last night we had an event uh, after hours in uh cake face it was a fundraiser quiz for the amber women's refuge here in kenny and what we did before is we got a lot of our regulars, our locals, in to work the coffee bar and the till and the, the desserts. So they serve the people at the front. So, so people that we we see on the other side of the till every day, and uh, we went for a beer afterwards. And it was kind of it was just chat. It's, it is the local people, the lifeblood of, of any business in Kenya. And I think they've been the, the key to our success. Live local, love local, as they say. Rory Gannon, thank you very much. Best of luck to you and Laura and all your staff in your new venture, Face in Kieran Street, opening in November. Thanks, million. Rory Gannon from Cakeface from one food-based business to another. Earlier this week, I attended a function in Arroy Restaurant, which was focused on Italian wine and featured a presentation from a representative of the very well-renowned Mazzi Wines, who are in Italy, uh, the Verona region of northern Italy. Apart from being a great fun event, the event was, I suppose, a type of R&D session for the restaurant as they sought opinions on the various wines on offer, all with a view towards expanding the offering of the wine list in the restaurant. I spoke to proprietor of Arroy, Richard Lowry, and I started by asking him about the purpose of the event. I suppose um, we're continuously in Arroy trying to upgrade uh, where we're at and to add more value and um, a better customer experience to our, our, our clients. So we, we've been concentrating on our wine, right? So we have a whole different array of wines and we're trying to get a, a better offering to our customers. So tonight was all about introducing new wines. We have an exclusive arrangement with Finlaters and they brought over um, Mazzi and we had a great night tonight. We presented some really, really beautiful wines. So our plan is to introduce some of those wines into our Christmas menu and going forward. So we'll have some really good value wines and some really top-class connoisseur wines as well for, for our customers. And Arroy was a new concept to Kilkenny Asian street food. It's gone down very well. Absolutely. Um, I, I think we've kind of upped the game, really, you know. Um, we started off, um, as you know, with, with Asian street food. We've managed to keep the value, right? That's the main... Uh, principle of our business value 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 right 
and we managed to keep that, but we've continuously invested in our product, in our environment, in our restaurants, in our seating, in our menus, and still maintain the value. So, yes, it's a new concept, um, but, you know, it's worked very well for us. We've been voted the best Asian fusion restaurant in Ireland and the UK, and I think it's the combination of that, as I said, the value with the actual product. What's amazed me is the, the, the amount of consideration you give to something that to the uninitiated would seem quite a routine thing, expanding your wine, wine range. You go into quite painstaking detail in relation to your menu and, and your drinks menu. Well, you know, I, I think the whole experience of people in Ireland now is changing. You know, I think the whole dining experience is changing. People now want to go and to Everyone is going out to eat out, right? Everyone goes and they want to have a great experience. So the first thing is the experience and the food. And people are now drinking more in restaurants. And that's hugely part of, of what we do and what other of the best restaurants in Kilkenny are doing, like the Renicinis and the Zunis and so on. And the best pub restaurants or the best pubs in Kilkenny are offering good food. And that's the way the whole business is going now. You, you still have your one or two pubs that do nothing else but drink, but the whole experience has changed. The culture's changed. And that makes it very competitive, and presumably you'd feel that it makes everybody up their game. Absolutely. Uh, you have to do it now. Uh, I know guys who are looking for pubs to buy, and they will refuse to look at anything unless it has a good food offering. And I know ourselves looking at restaurants to expand in, we have to have a good uh, drinks cocktails wine offering and that's what tonight is all about and we're in the so-called shoulder season at the end of the summer season soon to come into the christmas season what's 2019 been like for roy it's been superb we haven't seen it uh, our business has grown possibly 15 20 percent on last year uh, we haven't seen it we, we our, our spend has gone up and yet john you know you can come in here with a student and you can spend 11 quid, 12 quid for a meal, or you can come in here and you can spend whatever you like and get the best cocktails, the best wines. So we haven't noticed it. It's, it's our 20%. So bad. despite Brexit and so on, the future is bright. Absolutely. Um, Brexit, we, we, we'll see what happens with Brexit, but I, I have no problems. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie A number of weeks ago, my eye was caught by an article in the local paper about budding female entrepreneurs encouraged to watch acorns grow. So I took a look and who did I see in the photo? Only our next guest, uh, Joe Brown. And then I was up at the Inn Carlo tent during the ploughing and I saw Joe there with a very busy stand in the pavilion and so I thought I'd invite her on the programme and I'm delighted to say that Joe Brown uh, of Joe Brown uh, fragrances, perfumes uh, etc joins me in studio. Joe, how do I describe your business properly? Yeah, hi John, good morning. Um, So my business is all about uh, natural scent and travel friendly products. So we're based in Hackestown in Carlow and our company is three years old. So it's all about having a natural scent on yourself and in your home. Yeah, now, um, 
I don't know if it's a male thing or if it's just a John Purcell thing, but I get the odd present of a, an aftershave or an eau de cologne. I'm not really sure the difference. I splash it on myself and so on. I don't think about it that much, but your products, what you've shown me here this morning, it's quite ingenious. Solid perfume. Yeah, so a Joe Brown solid perfume contains no alcohol, no preservatives. Uh, for all the world, it looks like a lip balm. Um, so you're just rolling onto your wrist. So we have three solid perfumes and also two male colognes. Um, I, I just never liked spray perfume. I always found it too overpowering. So the Joe Brown solid perfume is all about convenience, having it in your handbag, no liquid, no spill, and obviously as well, airport friendly. Yeah, and you mentioned the airport friendly bit. There must be millions um, lost, I suppose, to the big wheelie bins where all liquids over a certain size go. Is that a big market for you? Absolutely. It's a huge market. We would sell in Dublin Airport as well. Uh, yeah, people struggle to bin their spray perfume on holidays, so we have the solution. So it's a natural scent. It is five milligrams. So it's and obviously the look I had has been a lip balm and not a perfume as well. So it's just great for everybody that's traveling or even people in a car. They don't want to be binning around their big bottle of cologne or their big bottle of perfume. So it's just all about travel friendly and obviously all about a natural scent. Yeah, well. now, now I, I think over my career, you're the first uh, national or natural scent uh, perfume maker that we've had on the show. Quite an unusual business for Hackettstown. How did you get into it? I suppose it all started when I was 10. I received a uh, solid perfume from Greece and I just fell in love with the whole concept and the whole feel of it. And what happened then, I just couldn't source it from anywhere. The last place I sourced it was from Australia. And I just couldn't get a natural solid perfume. So I was a reflexologist and I would have known about essential oils. And one day I just, just decided myself just to make a solid perfume. Um, and then I just kind of got out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> and totally how's it going? Hand. Going out of hand in a, in a very positive direction. You won the best startup business some years ago at the Carlot Chamber Award. Where are you going with the business? Yeah, so the business is only three years old now. Um, so we would have got noticed at Showcase um, after four months in business. We won the best gift category. And that's opened the doors to all the Kilkenny stores in Ireland. From there, then we got into Meadows and Burns. So they have lovely, 13 lovely stores around Ireland as well. So we're in 130 stores in Ireland now. So it's all about high-end gifting. Um, and then obviously we, we export then to eight different countries as well. So our latest market would be South Korea and we're in talks with Turkey now as well at the moment. Now you mentioned uh, lip balm. I've got one of your scents in my hand. It's a natural solid uh, perfume. It's a floral note and I've had a sniff. It's absolutely uh, beautiful. But the presentation of it, you're not talking plastic uh, tube lip balm here. Lovely kind of wood. What's Tell me about that and the packaging very high end. Yeah, so the packaging is all bamboo. Um, our biggest thing would just to kind of keep it as eco-friendly as possible. No one else really does bamboo packaging, so we're quite lucky. Um, all our products, so we even have a bamboo toothbrush. We have um, our new aroma diffuser as well. So people are looking at being a little bit more eco-friendly. So the bamboo is the most sustainable um, plant on mm. the earth and it grows it goes so fast and it, and it grows without pesticides so you're expanding beyond the uh, just the the perfume um, and you mentioned the diffuser quite a, a nice looking piece of kit tell us about that so this is uh, the Joe Brown bamboo aroma diffuser which just won an, um, an RSVP award so it's all about just putting water three drops of blend 
and plugging it in and then you're you're good to go for six hours. So it's all about just putting a natural scent into the home. So we have loads of different blends, which I uh, develop myself, which can take weeks and or months even to do. And um, we have a the sleep blend, which is all about um, it grounds and calms. It's all about lavender and jasmine and sweet marjoram and frankincense. And then we have our signature blend. We have a fresh blend, a breed blend and a calm blend. So we have a blend to suit everybody. Yeah, so you're, I was talking to you before we started, you're the kind of engine room of the whole business. You're the spokesperson, the manufacturer, the R&D <laughs> department. How do you find that and where are you going to bring it? Yeah, I'm a, I'm everything. So even the blends themselves, like each blend we have, like takes 10 or 12 different essential oils. I still all bl- blend all of these by hand and all the bottles are hand poured. Now, obviously, we're looking at now at this stage, we've um, nearly five employees. We're just going to take another person on at the end of the month. So we're looking at maybe at her first machine to come in. We don't want to move it from Hackettstown in Carlow. We really don't. We want to keep it in rural Ireland. Um, there's no benefit of it mo- of us moving to a town because the couriers come out to um, the, our home house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've built three uh, production facilities already, but um, we probably will have to be in a machine at some stage. But it's all purely handmade. At but it's the all moment. purely handmade and hand poured at the moment, and it's manageable. Yeah. Where do you t- where are you going to go? You're going to stay rooted in Hackettstown, but I have a sense uh, that this scent could go huge, really. It's a, it's a fantastic potential. The global market must be huge. Oh, the global market is uh, it's going to be amazing for us. Like even South Korea now, it took a year to pass our products for South Korea. So it's a lot of paperwork, which I do myself as well. Um, again, we're in talks with a company in Turkey and this company is part of Coca-Cola. So it's going to be massive for us. Uh, we'll do um, a big show in America, this time 12 months. And we've did a show already, but this is going to be our bigger show. We'll do the Ice Bath show. Um, we've lots of people emailing us and lots of people interested in investing or buying the company, but not yet. Hackettstown perfume maker Joe Brown there and what an impressive business she has. You can check out her products at joebrown.com. That's all we've got time for this week, unfortunately, on the programme. Thanks to all our guests, Joe Brown, Rory Gannon, Richard Lowry, Gareth Alcorn, Ken Walsh and Con Fury. Thanks also to John Keane for sound editing and Deirdre Drummy who produced. Thanks most of all to you for listening. Don't forget you can podcast the programme on the Apple Store, Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, email us at the bottom line at kclor96fm.com. We'll be back just after the news next Saturday at 9. Until then, from me, John Purcell and everyone on the programme, have yourself a good week and enjoy the weekend. KCLR's Bottom Line. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie